0: Welcome to the first episode of the Lights After the Dark podcast. Woo! <laughs> I'm so sorry that it took so long for us to do a episode uh, after you have, uh, you guys have graciously requested it. Uh, we are not podcasters, but we will shall we will shall be, <laughs> we will be. <laughs> well,
1: I guess we're doing this, so we are once it's finished. <laughs>
0: that is true very good very good Tim Mm. All right. so our plan is hopefully uh, to release blog posts every month and a podcast a week or so later after we've had a chance to read all your lovely comments and uh, you know have a look at your emails as well
1: yes the reason we decided to do a podcast on top of the blog posts was because we can cover all your questions more easily with this medium And just so you know, we welcome all comments, questions, and thoughts. The whole point of this blog was to create talking points for Christians and for non-Christians on very real topics. We know that the blog and the podcast are not going to be a one-stop shop for all scenarios and circumstances, so we encourage you to look through this content through the lens of the Bible and in relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you're not a Christian, that's okay too. Feel free to send us more emails because we're happy to talk through whatever you need and truthfully answer any questions you may have
0: yeah that's right don't hold back um because you know we created this blog uh with a simple desire just to help everyone go closer to god to our lord jesus christ uh you know and no matter what you believe in uh we just want to let you know that god loves you and that we were all created in his image so we are you know he <laughs> we are children of god really all right so before we get down to our main topic, just so our new listeners get a sense of who we are, tell them about yourself.
1: Okay, um, well, I'm Tim. I'm a 30-something English teacher, editor, literary agent, counselor, blog writer, and a formal professional student. <laughs> That's a mouthful. I've been a Christian <laughs> since I was five years old. But if you've read our blog posts, you probably already know that used to suffer from Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, but by the grace of God, I've been free of it for about a month now. I grew up in Australia, but spent nine years living in Canada, and I'm currently working full-time as an editor.
0: Yes, my editor. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, My name is Alyssa. I've been a Christian since childhood. Uh, When I was 10, I started to recognize the importance of my faith and made the decision to pursue God in earnest. Uh, grew up in Malaysia, came to Queensland to study a Bachelor of Occupational Therapy, and then worked for seven years as a therapist in many different fields. Recently, I moved into full-time writing and so hope to produce a novel soon. Tim here has graciously volunteered as my editor and literary agent. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. <laughs> Not an easy feat, dear listeners. Um Anyway, uh, so you know a little bit about us. And so I'd rather get down right down to rather. Sorry, not rather. (laughs) I would love to get down to the main topic and um, the, you know, the reason why we um, did episode one, uh, which ties into community, the community post, which you did, Tim. Um, Yeah. Yes. So what do you think, actually? there was quite a few comments on your community post. What do you think about the uptake?
1: Um, I'm I'm glad people read it. Uh, Yeah, I do think that community is a bit of a difficult topic to talk about. So as as I alluded to in the blog post, there are a lot of people out there who have been hurt or disappointed by community, and they have legitimate reasons to feel hesitant about going back to one. I think my post was meant more to address people like myself, who are less fearful of community and who just thought, you know, that's not for me because I, I don't need it.
0: Yeah, no, I know some people like that, and it makes sense. Like uh, in our blog posts on community, there were some comments wondering if what you said applied to people with valid reasons to dislike their communities, like harassment, um, you know, overt slander, um, you know, vengeful actions, nasty biblical stuff. Would continuing in the community show that you support this?
1: Um, I think it's difficult for us to answer questions like those generally. And this is the point where you need to have discernment and listen to the Holy Spirit, because not every situation is the same. The Bible does say that community is important and you should value it, but it also tells us to take it seriously when our brothers and sisters unrepentantly sin. And we're also supposed to defend the weak and the fatherless, like in Psalm 82, verse 3, and so on. So sometimes there isn't a clear single answer to a complex scenario. You need to pray for guidance and discernment.
0: Mm, yeah, and I think we can actually talk uh, about discerning what the Holy Spirit says in a whole other episode, because it's a huge topic. So, yeah, the the post was mainly for people who, um, yeah, who kind of would veer on the, you know, if I get, if I feel even a little bit offended, I'm just going to walk away and forget about community entirely and there are people like that, you know, so easy in our current society with technology, you know, we could watch church online, we could, you know, connect to people over Facebook or, you know, Zoom or whatever. It's like, you're really there kind of thing. And, um, but even beyond that as well, sometimes, uh, you know, there's so many churches and so many people, so many friends, you know, and it's in this culture where like, you know, if you don't like your friends, just change them kind of thing, you know? (laughs) And it's like, there's no, there's no depth There's there's just a lot of superficial relationships. And, um, you know, to really encourage people to invest in relationships, even after the first, quotation, quotation, offensive Mm. incident, you know, making it a point to investigate further. Maybe this person made a mistake or, you know, things Mm. like that. So that's that's the kind of people that we were talking uh, about in the post. Mm. Yeah, so... um, I guess, yeah, just kind of talking about the people who do have val- valid reasons mm. to live the, to leave community, um, you know, what would you say to those people Tim?
1: Um, I would say that, as I said in my, my blog post a, a little bit, um, community may be difficult, and the Bible doesn't promise that community is going to be easy mm. But uh, it's not that it's, it's easy, it's that it's necessary. Mm. And so much of the Bible talks about community and the importance of community and how to behave in community. It talks about how to encourage your brothers and sisters. It talks mm. about how to um, approach them when they've done wrong mm. and when they're living in sin, how to encourage them to repent. Um, there's so much of the Bible that speaks about how to operate within community that you find yourself, like I found myself, effectively throwing out a good chunk of God's word mm. if you turn around and say, community is not for me. Because the Bible is really, really clear that it is for you. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but it means that it is necessary. And um, yeah, part of part of that is for the reasons like I, I um, talked about. Um, mm. So much of your walk as a Christian is informed by the things that your brothers and sisters do the experiences that they have. Um, mm. Even encouragement often comes from seeing them step out in faith or obedience and God respond to them. And when you look at them and, and mm. think of their stories and remember what they've done, you can say, well, you know what? Um, maybe I can feel like I can do that too. Because mm. this God that's come through from them, he is also my God, mm. and I know I had uh, quite a few of those experiences when I first started attending my church um as as I've gone to in the blog, so I, I won't get into that again mm.
0: yeah yeah no that's that's good, like um I think we just want to be able to put um. You know, a bit of a disclaimer as well, in terms of the Bible never said to condone sin, never said to allow it to remain in community. So when we say that you should remain in community, again, it like depends on your circumstance as well. Like in <clears throat> Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 to 17, you know, it talks about how to approach a brother who is in sin. And, um, you know, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And I remember that, uh, I remember reading actually a book by John Brevere called Undercover. And he spends this whole book talking about how important authority is and uses biblical examples to explain this concept. You know, like David and King Saul it <laughs> was a really big example I was thinking, um and there's also joseph and potiphar and but in the last very last chapter, he gives us one reason when to leave the church, and that is when you know that your leader is living in unrepentant sin, so your authority um is living in unrepentant sin, and you can see it and um so after they've gone through the steps of Matthew eighteen, you know someone approaches them with a brother and to talk about the sin um so you, so you approach the person first and then if they don't listen to you, then you bring someone else so that they can be a witness to you. And then, you know, you bring it up to the community. And then, uh, if that person still doesn't repent of their sin, then you basically, you know, you don't treat them as your leader anymore. You treat them as someone who, you know, is not convicted of their sin and, you know, um, who lives in unrepentant sin. Um, basically, almost who doesn't believe in God, basically. And, yeah, so nowhere in the Bible does it say that you have to um, ignore it. Um, But it's kind of like definitely like exercising wisdom um, when you are stuck in that situation, you know. Like, that's why we say, you know, definitely look at all the verses in the bible with the relationship that you have with the holy spirit because it helps you to navigate life um you know and it teaches it highlights you know particular seasons in your life where you have to do a particular thing in the bible um and it's it's kind of like the you know if the bible is the map then the holy spirit's the compass kind of thing you know (laughs) so yeah um definitely depends on your on your circumstance Mm. Mm.
1: yeah absolutely there are a lot of uh principles in the bible about how to deal with brothers and sisters and um when it comes to uh you know us talking about a leader who's um unrepentantly living in sin and when you know that you move away um after going through the the biblical steps but getting to that point where you know that can be can be difficult and this is the point where you need to be in, you know, in close contact with, with God. You need to keep spending time with him and pressing into him and, and speaking to him. And you need to keep reading the Bible because the Bible is his living word. Mm. And it can speak to you today about your specific situation, even if it is, you know, um, a verse that you've read a thousand times before. Mm. God can reveal something new to you in that, in that verse because the Bible is alive It's not something that, you know, you just read once and say, well, okay, I know, I know it now. I don't need to look at it anymore because, because I've read it. Mm,
0: Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Like, I think, um, yeah, like I I really do like that the Bible was alive, you know, and um, it, it, you know, certain verses highlight themselves to you as you read it again and again, and it means different things because you are a different person sometimes. After each reading, you know, you you read it at a different time in your life and you kind of like, oh, my gosh, that's actually makes more sense now. <laughs> but anyway, um coming back, <laughs> yeah, to, to, back to
1: community. Back to <laughs>
0: community. Um, so, yeah. So basically coming back to the, the main audience for this post, which was people who who are seen talk about how they didn't like, you know, reasons for leaving the community that I don't necessarily agree with, like in terms of not because of any sin on the leadership part or, you know, but it's more their own preference. Mm. Like, for example, I had a friend who was like, yeah, I don't really feel very connected in this church or I don't feel very spoken to in this church. And I mean, it's important, yes, for a church to be welcoming and to be open. But um, the people that I spoke to, they were constantly seeking that social feedback, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there was a particular guy who would call people multiple times a day, uh, with, despite whether they're at work. It doesn't matter. Mm. I want to talk to you, and obviously people would be like, "Sorry, I'm busy," you know, or may not even pick up his calls because there's been so many. And he just felt that you know he was kind of betrayed in a way mm. by the by the people, and he would start to slander this person, this person, this person didn't talk to me, this person didn't pick up my call, and just generally feeling very. Um, like <laughs> like uh, in, in his words, unloved in, yeah. in a sense, even though it might have looked a bit different if you were on the inside, you yeah. know? Um, and I just think that that's, you know, when you start to make people your source of security rather than God, I think that's the problem mm-hmm. that, that anyway, that a lot of people um, have. So, You know, instead of, I I really wish that instead of him kind of saying, oh, you know, these people don't talk to me as much as I would like them to talk to me. uh, I'm just going to leave. I really wish that he would have maybe decided to be the change in his community instead. So instead of, I guess, be understanding Mm. of what people are doing at work and sometimes not needing to, not having the time to talk to him that much. But... Being able to shift his focus onto God for his security, and also focusing on being the change in the community instead of waiting to receive, giving out to people, being like Christ to the people in his in his circle, and yeah, Um, I think that you know, similar to ourselves, like if we see something that you know we wish would change in the community, um, as difficult as it sounds, I think that we are put here to be like christ in our community and so we can be that change Mm. Mm.
1: yeah that's that's really good i think because um yeah it made me think that there's a lot of when i was writing the post and in going over notes for this podcast as well um there are a lot of people that i've encountered over the years that have you know been really strong in community and then quit for really petty reasons. And it's always really heartbreaking to see Mm. in my, in one of the churches I attended previously, there was a a worship leader um, who, you know, was uh, really on fire for God. Um, But there were two worship teams and due to a change in roster, she was moved from the worship team that she usually led to the other worship team. And she was put in charge of that too, but she felt that it was a demotion from the A team to the B team and she responded with a massive amount of offense. Mm. She quit the worship team and um, you know, about a month later she quit the church entirely and without ever having any actually conversations with leadership about it. And mm-hmm. I kept thinking the entire time as that was going down, you know what if she had the presence of mind to take a step back and take a breath and calm down, actually have a conversation about what was going on see you know maybe it wasn't meant as a demotion and even if it were meant as a demotion maybe it was something that she could have seen as an opportunity instead of a punishment maybe you know she could have raised up the second team if they were actually inferior to the first team and and made them better or helped them to become better maybe maybe that was an opportunity not a terrible occurrence that um she had to quit the church over it was, it was really quite sad.
0: Mm. Yeah, that does sound quite heartbreaking. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask as well, actually. This is two more questions, sorry. Um, just aware of time. Two more questions. Uh, one was, you know, how do I know if I found a good community? Mm. What's the, you know, when can I know, you know, if it's a good one for me? Oh, um,
1: I, th- I think I, I feel like um, this is something uh, that's a little bit more complex without a really simple answer but um, you likely have to test it out first if that makes sense go to the church a few times um, not just for the community to be, but to make sure that what is being taught is biblical and Christ honoring that the um, church is actually centered around the word of God and it hasn't become as I know uh, many people in the comments have have pointed out it hasn't become a cult of personality Mm. where what is being taught is only has a tenuous connection to to Jesus and I'm I'm reminded of um a church I, I went to with my parents when I was young and we went there for about four weeks and for the first three weeks everything seemed fine it was a good community they were welcoming um we liked the people there uh but the um Pastor, on our fourth visit, gave a sermon um, where he basically said that he didn't like the idea of Jesus sacrificing himself, and he felt that that was um, that was a a problem with society that they saw that as necessary, but really that people were basically good and didn't need that. And Jesus, uh, what was important in Jesus was just to function as like a model of behavior to teach people how to behave, rather than as a savior.
0: it's like the basic basis of the entire Christian faith. Yeah, exactly. So
1: <laughs> basically, what we found was that this church's like foundation was a rejection of like the whole basis of Christianity. <laughs> at which at which point, um, what my parents. I feel wisely decided to do was to not go back <laughs> um, so, <laughs> mm. and there are situations such as um, that where you know you may not be aware um, at least talked previously about you know if your pastor is living unrepentantly in sin mm. you can't always tell that just from um, hearing the pastor speak once so mm-hmm. it is important to get a feel for the community and what they're about and what they believe in and um, mm. where they're headed to make sure that they're headed in a direction that you know is God honoring, mm. and what they'll teach you is actually going to grow you as a Christian, mm. as well, rather than take you away from from Christ.
0: Mm. Yeah. So yeah, no, like it takes time to really figure out those things. To be patient mm. um, with that. But um, the next question, sorry, was why do you think we don't live in the kind of harmony the early church enjoyed?
1: Oh, yeah, that's... Acts um
0: chapter 2. There's...
1: I think that's actually something that I reflected on a lot when um, we are writing this, when I was writing the blog. Mm. And it's not an easy question to answer because I know that there are Christians and some churches out there who believe that you know, this was a special grace afforded to the early church and there shouldn't be an expectation for the current church to live up to it. Mm. And I know there are also many people who say that the world has changed, that people are not so trusting and, um, that there is a certain selfishness that, um, mean that people kind of target Christians who are too generous, um, to take advantage of them. And these are all, you know, real concerns. Um, I feel like the the Bible is given to us to provide a template for what we could be and what we should aspire towards without condemning us for not reaching that particular bar and not being perfect. Um, Mm. And it's important to recognize in that I think that, you know, uh, avoiding heartache is not really possible. Mm. God doesn't promise us an easy life, but He's there to help us to grow as people, and part of that um, involves aspiring to be, you know, more godly tomorrow than we are today. Mm. To press further into Him and to live by His principles, including ones which seem impossibly hard to live up to, mm. like in um, like in Acts two forty five to forty seven, where um, the church uh, lives in. In harmony, they shared everything. They provided for their members who um, who didn't have enough. Mm. It's not something that we succeed at, but sometimes it's something that we try and aspire towards, and we don't beat ourselves up for not actually achieving. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't try, and that God won't, um, you know, give us the grace. Um, help me out, (laughs) (laughs) Ellie. I lost my train of thought.
0: I could see you just, like, listening. We have been talking for half an hour. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, basically, you know, what we're trying to say is that, you know, like, wisdom. Use wisdom. Yes, that's the word. (laughs) Basically, um, look, you know, there's something beautiful about the bible and its aspirations and what what it teaches us because like being able to love each other unconditionally um to be able to go to the do the extra mile and to just love people generously as well into giving and stuff like that like it has a transformative power over people and i'm not going to say that you know walking with jesus is going to be like smooth sailing if you do what he says everything will work out well for you no. Nah. <laughs> bad things happen. Uh, even if you know you have really good intentions, sometimes bad things happen, and that's okay because um, God didn't promise us an easy life, but He promised us that we would have him with us. So coming back to your point, Tim, mm-hmm. uh, about living as the early church did, I think we should aspire to it, um, you know caring for people and, and giving you know what we have. Um, just expect that there will be times that we would struggle. And to know that, you know, say you got taken advantage of, um, Mm -hmm. I believe that God would honor your faithfulness. And the thing is, we are powerless. And in fact, it's it's poisonous for us to start to question, like, oh, you know, what if I do this and this person does this? I'm not going to do it then because, you know, I think that it would end badly for me, mm. and that's actually poison to us because you know we we halt our love and we miss out on the the joys, um, the beauty of community mm. because we're afraid of being hurt. Um, but just know that you know God is our justice. God has promised that He would, you know, um, you know vindicate us. You know that we would refute every single tongue that speaks against us. Uh, that is his promise. So let's trust God and just love. <laughs> yeah. Does anyway. that help you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a good time. it was good. Yeah,
1: but I, I think that that picture of the early church is in the Bible because the Bible doesn't include stories in there which are useless. Mm-hmm. That they're just like, see how much better the early church was. Your church sucks by comparison. <laughs> it's it's there yeah. to teach us something and to give us something to reach towards. And yeah, yeah so like Ali was saying, I, I think that's that's worth it.
0: Yeah, like um, you know, I know that we're kind of close to wrapping up already as well, but just to share a bit about what community means to us personally. Like, I think Um, Tim and I share like uh, a particular childhood (laughs) trait uh, in that when we were growing up we were pretty much loners. Uh, We didn't really talk to many people because of that hesitancy Mm -hmm. and that suspicion of people. And it wasn't that they earned it. Like in my high school my class was actually considered one of the most united of our whole school. And that was a thing. (laughs) But um, you know despite all these people saying like you know Hi, Ellie, you know, how are you? <laughs> I would be like, I'm good. And then I would just kind of look away because I didn't want to even enter into that friendship because I knew that humans were imperfect and that one day I would be hurt. But then God told me one day uh, and it was when I was praying to him, you know, like, if you don't talk to people, how am I ever going to use you? You know, and it was, it wasn't like an accusatory kind of question or, or, or judgmental. It was really um, just God, you know, asking a question. You know, and it was a, a true question because, like, if I don't speak to anyone or if I don't even like tell them about my life, how will they, you know, even if I was the perfect Christian ever, what point would it be? Because Jesus was all about people, yeah. Jesus was all about growth. And you're just kind of, um, I don't know, for like a better way of saying, getting fat on Bible knowledge, yeah. on, um, you know, self like, Uh, I don't know, (laughs) self feeding, Um, but you don't give out. So, in the end, it might not, um, in the end, it just won't have much of an impact on the kingdom of God. And God wants you to have that impact. He wants you to share with people, He wants you to love people, and not only for them, but also for yourself. Because when we live in community, we start to exercise um, versus like, you know, encouraging one another. Like in First Thessalonians chapter five verse eleven, iron sharpens iron, you know, two are better than one, you know, all those verses that talk about community, uh, is so important. And do not give up on that because, you know, even if that person or whatever individual that you're thinking of right now had hurt me, um. You know, even seeing it from their perspective is a, is a Christ-like thing to do. Seeing it from putting yourself in their shoes and seeing it from their perspective. You know, maybe they didn't intentionally hurt me. Maybe it was a bad day for them. Mm. You know, and, and really championing that community. Um, yeah, I hope that helps you, encourages you. Yeah, mm.
1: I think that's, and this is just something I, I did mention in the the blog but I do really want to kind of go back to in order to emphasize that that's community you know may not be easy and as Ali was saying it, it may require you to step out of yourself and it may be that may be really challenging for you it's not easy but it will be worth it community is worth it um mm, yeah it's necessary as well you can't grow without it um Speaking from personal experience as well, uh, Ali talks about getting fat on biblical knowledge. I got very, very, very fat. And um, yeah, and was also entirely friendless and communityless. I did not make a friend until I was 23 years old um, in my whole life. And part of that was because I very much had a similar attitude to the one that Ali described where I was avoiding people and and deliberately pushing them away and trying to be as unknowable as possible. And all the biblical knowledge and all the teaching in the world could not help me grow with that sort of attitude. It required community for me to get over myself and to realize how many things about myself were not God-honoring. That's what it took to grow. Um, if you are listening, and you know you're still in a place where you're wondering whether or not um, community matters to you, I would just encourage you to read the Bible with an open mind and take a look at all of the times that um, you know the Bible talks about community and upholds community and talks about why it's important and what you should do in it. And you know, really take that to heart as something that God is trying to tell you, not trying to tell your neighbor or your um, or your your parents or your friends, but is speaking to you because the Bible is intended as His word to you, not to everybody else, but to everybody. Yeah. Cool.
0: <laughs> That concludes uh, the community post podcast. Um, if you guys have any questions based on what we've spoken about, I'm sure that there are some out there who do. And look, we welcome you. Um, feel free to email us on blog at gmail.com. <laughs> it's just lights after dark blog, but with dots instead of spaces. Yeah, yeah. And it's just at gmail.com. So yeah, it would be great just to hear from you. Um, don't hold back. Uh, you know, of course, may your questions make sense. Um, please do think about what we've spoken about today, and um, you know, really even go to God with your your question first, and um, think think through um, yeah what the Bible says about your question, and and really kind of seek Him for it. Um, yeah, just so you know as well, you know, we're not experts. We're not mm-hmm. we're not biblical yeah. scholars. Um we're just ordinary people who uh, have been walking with God for a really long time. And we know that he is real and faithful and uh we know that he cares for people and which is also why um you know, we've been prompted many times to do this blog and to do this podcast yeah. so that we could encourage people like you. To grow more in Him Mm. from wherever stage you're at, just to grow and to want to know more about Him. Yeah, so um, I'll just say a quick, short prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for every single person listening to this podcast that, you know, that they would know it's no accident that they found this podcast, that everything you do uh, for us is out of love and also intentional as well, Lord, that you intentionally, you know, desire us to come closer to you and to rely on you and to trust you and just pray oh lord for every single person that your holy spirit knows lord, what they need and that you would even um, bring them to to the things that they need in order to grow more in you um, will you just bless their day and just keep them safe and uh, yeah um, help them lord even in this time of, of covid 19 that you know as we go in and out of lockdowns that they would be Um, strengthened by your presence and by your spirit. Just thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen.